Uh, there are tons and tons of people uh, heading out to the Fest for Beatles fans this weekend, and one of them is a lady that we have wanted to, to reconnect with for much too long a time. She is a legend in broadcasting, and she is, um, well, she's on the line with us right now to talk about the Fest, but I'm just tickled to say hello to Terry Hammert. Hey, Terry. Well, I'm tickled to say hello to two great veterans myself. I've been fans of yours from day one, you know, so, man. And some things just don't get old, like good people on the radio and the Beatles. You know, we all have a face for radio. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Did she? Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 And for people who don't know, uh, yeah, uh, Terry has spent a a few decades behind a microphone and also teaching at Columbia College. And I'm a Columbia College alum, so I'm real proud to know. Yeah, you've been there forever. And I think, Terry, I I hate to, to date us with this, but I think one of the... Well, I know the first time I saw you in person was in the 70s when I was at the Once Big 89, and you were nice enough to ask me to speak to one of your classes at Columbia College. Oh, my lands. Yep, I remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was incredible because I've been teaching there for getting close to 50 years. And, oh, my gosh. And before their parents were born. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many they're years? Great, they're great kids. How many years have you been involved in the Fest for Beatles fans? Well, since the beginning, and that's over forty. Uh, I, the first year I wasn't there because they didn't know the Lapidus family had never heard of me. They lived out in New Jersey, and of course, right. we didn't have the internet then. And uh, my sister and I went out of curiosity, a little skeptical because a lot of times people do things in the name of the Beatles, and it's not yeah. so great. Uh, but we went and had a fantastic time. And I actually won a door prize. I got a single of Obladi Oblada. And when I went up to claim it, the the MC was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's Terry Hebert from XRT, blah, blah, blah. And so when I went up to claim it, the kids went wild. And they were, like, coming up for autographs because the Beatle wasn't there. So I was the next. Oh, yeah, I was the fifth Beatle. That's cool. <laughs> and, I love and Mark that. and Carol Lapidus came over and they go, who are you? What's going on? And the next year they said, would you like to be our MC? And I said, yep, and done it ever since. Terry, this is like a scene in a movie. I love it. You know, the whole it, it thing. The way, was, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the festival has, well, it was on hold for the the last two years because of the pandemic so this That's is a really right. big deal that you're all back together again starting we can't tomorrow. wait because it is a gathering of the tribes there's something yeah. about beetle fans that lo- they love to be together and we just love to hear the music and sing along and and hear from people that have written some great books about the beatles or people mm-hmm. like billy j kramer he's there yeah. again this year mm-hmm. and peter asher peter and gordon and uh, they're contemporaries of the beatles had a lot of hits themselves mm-hmm. and they knew them in fact john lennon wrote a couple songs for Billy that he had hits with. And then, of course, Peter Asher involved his sister was Paul's girlfriend through right. the 60s, and Jane yeah. Asher. So there are a lot of connections to be had. Plus, we have Mark Lewison, who is the ultimate uh, writer on the Beatles. Long before I got to know him, uh, he was my go-to guy because I could just tell the, the level, academic qualities he has, and, and, and yet very entertaining, too. But uh, he, if he says it happened, it happened because he mm. researches like crazy. And he's the one Paul and Ringo go to when they wanted, like, the book on the anthology and mm-hmm. and, and other things. So he's – I do have a, a beef, though, that he's doing this three-volume history of the Beatles, and he's got the first volume out, and it's about 900 pages, oh. you know. So I'm ready for volume two, and he's past due. And I said, I'm not going to live long enough. <laughs> you know? Stop. I mean, wherever I end up, I hope I can still have access to Beatle books. But, uh, you know, I said, get 
get out of here and go home and write that book. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Writer. But we're, he'll be there, too. So uh, We're talking with Terry Hemmert, and we're talking about the Fest for Beatles fans. That's this weekend, starting Friday, and the venue is the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk more Beatles with Terry. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio and for Lisa Dent on Chicago's Afternoon News. And the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans is going on this weekend. And we're fortunate to talk with one of our favorite people. Uh, we usually we have breakfast with her and the Beatles quite frequently. <laughs> that would be your Terry Hammert. And Terry, I want to share a, a moment in my life that was one of those very formative, life-changing moments. Like you I and Johnny, I was in front of the TV when the, the first Beatles show on Ed Sullivan. But even more significant to me than that, somewhere in my collection, I have the $5 ticket from the night that I saw the Beatles at Comiskey Park. Ooh, 65, yeah. Oh, were you there then? Uh, no, well, I was in, still in Ohio. I was in high school. And uh, the and you first didn't make years, the trip? Well, that's a long drive. I, I, <laughs> I, I just barely got my driver's license. But they were in, I was closer to Cincinnati, and they played there three years. And the first two years, my mom says, you're not going to Cincinnati. And the third year, I was a senior in high school. So in fact, I would be graduated by then. And she said, well, okay, you can go. So I bought my, I think it was a $3.50 ticket because it was up in the nosebleed section across the field but i was all ready to go and i won some award for junior achievement and i had to go to indiana for a week <laughs> and oh my gosh i was i almost cried when i got on the bus and we went right by crosley field i never got to see them live but uh Aww. i did get to meet two of them and i went into radio to meet the beatles really you remember jim stagg who oh was of course of yeah uh, jim stagg i saw a picture of him when i was in high school uh, interviewing Ringo, and uh, the light bulb went off, and I thought, if I got to be a disc jockey, I could meet the Beatles. <laughs> so, oh, my and gosh. That, and I got to meet Jim Stagg, too, which is a <laughs> bonus, because he was a lovely man. And, uh, in fact, I know his family now. They're, they're just great people. But uh, I, I got to tell Ringo that story a couple of years ago, and uh-huh. he loved it, because he remembered Jim. You know, Jim yeah. was mm-hmm. a class act. Did you and, meet Paul? Uh, yeah, I've met Paul so many times. Paul acts like we're old friends, and we're not. I mean, <laughs> but I got to admit, he, I told him a story once about my mother doing when I'm 84 instead of when I'm 64 oh. at her hmm. recital at her at her you know retirement home. He loved that so much. I have it on tape of him singing when I'm 84. He oh. went nuts about it. Talked about it on Ellen DeGeneres and Good Morning American stuff, and my mother got a big kick out of that. Wow! And now his latest book about all the lyrics that he's written since the very beginning, even before the Beatles made a record, mm-hmm. all the way through his uh, solo career, 
And I was speaking about the Beatles at my alma mater, Elmhurst College, in January, and I mentioned that story. And the teacher pointed out that Paul wrote about it in his book. So I went home, and there it was. I checked it out. It oh was, he told that story again years later in that book of his. You mentioned Elmhurst College, um, and we've had people say, you know you're talking to Dr. Hemorrhit. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, we but I, know. I do own up the fact that I was on academic, uh, not salvation, but academic. Uh, it was it was the kind of thing where they wrote letters to your parents and said, tell her to get serious or she's got to, she can't just hang out in the campus radio station all day. <laughs> yeah, so I was on probation, but I made a big comeback and ended up on Dean's List. But as my dad said, you don't get credit for a last-ditch effort, but I made it. <laughs> well, Doctor, I, 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 I want to share a moment with you, Doctor. Uh, my oh, child bride's anatomy was changed oh. forever by the Beatles. The night the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan television, I cut my little finger off. And I remember crying as they were taking me to the hospital saying, but, 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 the Beatles. No. Yes, yes. I was sitting, I was I was eight years old and I'm sitting in the middle of a, a, a hide-a-bed that had been pulled out for me and my girlfriend to sit in and to eat no. our bowl of ice cream and the Beatles were on television, where at least they were going to be on television. I never got to actually see them. And I said, let me run our bowls back to the kitchen. And I jumped off the, the, the bed and as I'm running to the kitchen, she grabs me by the back of my nightgown and I dropped the bowl, I fell on top of the bowl and I cut my little finger off. And it, they looked, and in, in fact, my father passed out when he looked at my hand. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I would obviously was in shock, but I just kept saying, but, but you don't understand. The Beatles are on television. <laughs> and I cried the oh, whole way to the hospital because I didn't get to see the Beatles on television that night. Oh, you didn't get your ice cream either. <laughs> I did. horrible. And I never will run an empty dish back oh. to the kitchen again. That was it for me. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you know, it's amazing. We were very young when the Beatles were on TV, and there are people that are that age now that are huge Beatle fans. Yes. I, I can't get over all the, the, the variety of backgrounds and, you know, genders. Well, the, the and The generations and, you know, that go together mm-hmm. to the festival Beatles fans. And, and they really know their Beatles stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, even at the festival, the little kids are just adorable. They're up there dancing, and yeah. they know all the words to all the songs, and they're in bands. You know, we get a sound-alike yeah. contest, and we get, you know, kids that are in junior high playing Beatles songs. That's so Fantastic. cool. Fantastic. Now, are you working the whole weekend? Oh, every minute. All right. <laughs> Marathon. <It's> a, <laughs> but but breakfast will, with the Beatles will air Sunday morning, though. I took care yeah. of that. So that will be on because we don't start the fest till noon. Yeah. Noon to midnight. Five to midnight Friday. That's my slacker day. And then the other two <laughs> days are noon to midnight. And then Monday morning I crawl out of bed and get my car and go home. Just, well, we'll, we'll, we'll be right there with you. And, and I'm going to do it in audible. Off the air. Uh, I'm going to ask our producers to give you our private numbers. Sometime, let's just get together for a, a lunch, brunch, whatever. Chew the fat. I would love that. Let's I would do love it. that. As long as you don't have a secret microphone under the... No, oh, no. Darn. I'm trying to get stories out of me. I know how you Darn. Work. Have a wonderful and, weekend. Well, come back to Columbia College sometime, too. The kids are fantastic. Oh, I know. Yeah, and they And they keep me honest. I mean, I learn so much from them, too. And any teacher listening will know that if you aren't learning from your students time to pick another career absolutely I mean, and i and a couple of them have worked at our station here like our morning guy marty leonard's was mm-hmm. my intern. right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 he's in my class and i got him i said can you uh i was supposed to do the morning show for four weeks it turned into 11 long years <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i said could 
you be my producer for four weeks? And he said, sure. And, the and le- he's still here. That rest was 1981. Wow. Terry, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for joining hey, us today. Thanks. It was great to talk to you, you too. It's been a long time. It, okay. It's wonderful to talk to you. We love you. Hold on for a second, and uh, we'll share some phone numbers off the air. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. WGN.